Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 152, and today we are talking about why you need to spend less time in the pain cave. Now, don't get me wrong. High-intensity group fitness is exciting. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's motivating. You know, working out alongside other people absolutely makes you push harder and dig deeper than you would if you were alone in your garage or your basement. At least in most cases, it does. And having a coach, or maybe a better term for some of these facilities would be a cheerleader to help you push harder, dig deeper, embrace the suck, you know, go to that dark place. That does work for some people, but does it actually make you better? Is going to that pain cave actually a good idea? Do you need to go there all the time in order to move the needle and ultimately achieve your goal? These are all valid questions. And we would argue that you do not need to go to the pain cave every single day or even every other day within your training week to achieve results. In fact, we firmly believe that you need to spend significantly less time in that deep, dark place and in turn will feel much better and be much closer towards your goals. So how much time? Well, according to the research that's out there, it looks like Performing high-intensity training two days per week is effective in promoting the cardiometabolic-related adaptations and improvements that we're seeking when it comes to exercise. So two days per week is the minimal effective dose. If you're training high-intensity two days per week, you're getting those benefits and garnering those adaptations. Now, granted, some of these studies have found that higher frequency is required to have an effect on fat deposits, uh, cholesterol, you know, these other health markers, as well as just quality of life. But it is important to note that a lot of these studies that are related to high-intensity training frequency are only looking at conducting, you know, two days per week versus three days per week versus a control group that's doing lower to moderate-intensity exercise or no exercise at all. It's not accounting for various types of physical activity, other types of training. So things like concurrent training is what you'll see, meaning you do resistance training and conditioning. So you need to be aware of that because it's likely that you could combine one to two days of high-intensity training with 
either one to three days of low to moderate intensity training or resistance training and garner all of the same benefits that that higher frequency high intensity training seems to show in the research, meaning you gain some of those um, other effects that we talked about, like fat deposit or effects on fat ox fat deposits, cholesterol. Um, what else did we say? Mental, you know, well-being, etc. So it's likely you can gain all of that through combining high-intensity training with either resistance training or some lower-intensity days. The best part is when you do that, when you combine those, you avoid all of the stress that's placed on the central nervous system and the muscular system when you're training at intensities that are extremely high and that have you in that you know state which you're above your lactate threshold plus we can look at and see what organizations across the industry are recommending so if the evidence wasn't enough what's the consensus across the industry and when you look at that it's clear that training at high intensity five to six days per week is not ideal or optimal whatsoever so just as a quick example the nsca and the acsm both recommend that when training at vigorous intensity, that's their term for high intensity, it only needs to be 20 minutes or more three days per week. That's it. Three days per week. 20 minutes. Active Life, which is a well-established, incredible organization within the world of functional fitness, they recommend that you only spend about 30% of your training at high intensity, which if you break that down over the course of seven days or a week, that equates to two days per week. So hopefully that provides some clarity and context as to the fact that we're not just preaching our own beliefs based on our own experiences. There is actual evidence and consensus across the industry to support this claim that you need to spend less time in the pain cave. And so our recommendation is exactly that of active life. We believe that you only need to spend two days per week training at high intensity that's it that is plenty and when we say that is plenty we're saying that it's plenty for anyone who's pursuing general health and fitness seeking improvements in body composition or just better quality of life all of the most common goals that we all strive to achieve when it comes to our fitness we're not talking about high level athletes seeking performance enhancement those would likely be exceptions to this rule but all that said, I want you to take a moment and think about your training. How many days per week are you redlining, going into that pain cave, finishing your workouts in the fetal position, sizzling in a puddle of your own sweat? Is it three? Is it four? Five? God forbid it's six. You're not alone if you are in that boat. It's not uncommon for that to occur in a lot of these group fitness classes because they prioritize intensity. They want people to get a good sweat going. They want it to be loud and high energy, and they want you to give it all you've got. But think about the demands that that places on your body, on the nervous system, your muscular system, the endocrine system, which are your hormones. Not to mention the psychological toll that it takes, knowing that every time you walk through those doors, you have to sell your soul in that workout. That is fucking exhausting. It's no wonder why so many people burn out on group fitness. So then the question becomes, what's the solution? And there are really only two options. Option one, 
you only attend your group classes two days per week. And that's it, which in 90% of cases is not enough to actually move the needle and progress in your fitness or enhance your fitness. Option two, so I guess there's three options, so I lied. Option two would be to attend your group classes twice per week and then add standard resistance training or even some steady state conditioning, some lower intensity zone two type conditioning to the other days that you would have normally been in class. So combining the high intensity training with other pieces. And then option three would be to find a coach or facility that provides a more comprehensive balanced program. Something similar to our perform program or our move program. Again, it doesn't have to be us, but we take those things into account when we're creating these fitness tracks. Now, we understand that that concept or approach may feel overwhelming or a little bit scary. Like, what if you lose your gains? What if you gain weight from not training as hard? What if you miss the high-intensity action? Those are all valid feelings, but we can almost guarantee that by adjusting your training to reflect the two-day-per-week rule, you will feel significantly better than if you continue to grind it out five to six days per week in your group class. Now, you don't have to do that, but we are challenging you to try that if you are feeling burnt out, exhausted, demotivated, and just starting to dread going to that group class. If that's you, what harm can it have if you go ahead and cut back for a week or two and just experiment. You have nothing to lose. You're not going to lose any hashtag gains in a week or two weeks time, especially while you're still being active and engaging in some sort of training. You're just exploring your options. So we challenge you, if you're in that boat, to pull back, pump the brakes on the high intensity, drop that to one to two days per week, and start exploring other options in the world of resistance training or zone two cardio or any other domain because it will change your life, it will change your fitness, and you will fall back in love with training. That about wraps it up. So please, if you found value in this episode, please share it with someone who needs to hear the message. As always, we appreciate you and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballisticperformance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.